training for an Ironman, which is a, I, I understand, I still think I'm crazy for doing it, but like the Ironman is like this massive triathlon that involves six days a week of working out. Right. And a lot of business owners will say that they don't have time to do that. But I say opposite because if I have no external accountability, uh, I'm running 12, 15 hours a day, right? no schedule, no routine. But if I have something that terrifies me, a goal outside of work that just keeps me on point, I, I am training for two hours a day. So I come back and I, I have to be more efficient with my time, which means I hope that I feel better. Like health has always been important to me, but sure. uh, I feel great, but I'm more focused because I only have six hours a day to work. So how, you know, how do I maximize that? And so just. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Do we ever have some amazing things to share with you today? So super exciting today. We have Kirsten Ross, um, a young entrepreneur in her late 20s who had remarkable success in the Student Works program. She went on to uh, develop a uh, a crowd a crowdfunding campaign, Indiegogo, um, and has raised over $2 million. She also has a, a podcast. Uh, she's a coach um, and just a really, really amazing entrepreneur. Um, she had a, a, a lot of really, really wise things to share. You know, one of the one of the things that really stood out for me was the value of 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 habits. Uh, she's a Ironman and an Ironman athlete, and she finds that by competing in Ironman, uh, the the habits and the hard work that go into doing that make such an impact on the rest of her business, the rest of her life. You know, when she misses a workout, she knows likely, hold on, what am I missing in my business? What am I missing in my personal life? What, you know, how's that, how's that showing up? Because what shows up in one area of your life shows up in another area of your life. And the final thing that I really loved that Kirsten shared was just the, just patience, how important patience is. You know, the, the whole idea that, that someone's going to be successful um, over a period of time. And, and it is really incredible, the success that she's had and the success, you know, you know, a number of our early podcast, uh, you know, uh, interviewers have had in their, in their 20s. They're just doing so well. But it just is something that patience makes such an impact. It's, it's a lifelong journey of growth, of development, of increased habits that really, really make all the difference uh, in your life. So thank you to Kirsten, uh, and uh, and we really really appreciate um, just doing just just doing this uh, work work with us. So uh, first of all, welcome to to uh, my podcast or or, or our podcast, uh, and uh, I guess uh, you know Kirsten. Um, we obviously know each other from the Student Works program, and Kirsten is a. Uh, uh, Entrepreneur, uh, an Ironman, a podcaster, uh, you know, unbelievably successful and has uh, raised over $2 million for, for startup businesses. 
and uh, super excited about having a conversation with you this morning. So thanks for making time. Yeah, I'm so excited because we've had so many conversations over the years. And frankly, I don't know why it took you so long to get a podcast together. So I'm like, I'm <laughs> excited to be one of the, um, yeah, just be here. So Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. So, so when, when you got started at the Student Works program, what were some of your big frustrations as a teenager before you joined the program? Some of my big frustrations were I would, I feel like I worked at every fast food joint and had every job a teenager could have. Right. And I excelled really quickly at jobs I had. Um, I was a quick learner, but that also meant I got bored really quickly with, um, with jobs. And, um, and so while, you know, I would last about a year and a half with it, I never felt truly fulfilled or really lit up or motivated by things I was doing. Cause it just, you know, I was, I was studying um, science at the time when you guys recruited me and I just, I felt a little lost. Like I was just kind of going with life, but not, uh, I hadn't really found my thing. Right. That made sense. So I think I, I was definitely a little lost and um, I didn't exactly know what this opportunity would do for me when I signed on to do it, but it um, made me quickly realize how passionate I was about marketing sales and entrepreneurship. Like it, I basically feel like I accidentally discovered my life's passion from taking on something completely different than what I was used to. Yeah, no, because I, I remember, you, you know, you were definitely heading in a different direction before you, you joined Student Works. Really, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so what, do you, what do you still rely on from the Student Works program? Oh, what a loaded question. Um, at the end of the day, um, what Student Works taught me was resilience. Like, at the end of the day, you can do as much or as little as you want with the program. In saying that, um, it really breeds excellence and and puts that into your brain. Like it gave me the platform to realize that if with the right system, the right guidance, the right community around me, you can literally do anything that you never thought you could do. Like I, I remember my first year, um, I had confidence problems and I, in my brain, I was like, I can't sell to people. I can't market. I don't know how to do this. Like I was in a plant biology class when you guys recruited me, but what happened? And it, like, I ended up, um, being like a quick turnaround case with you guys because there was a point I think in March where I was barely sold at over 2,000 at that point that was one of the lowest booked operators and but if you just stick with it and stick with the system and stick with your district manager like eventually it clicked and I ended up having a big weekend of uh, like we sold about $10,000 in a weekend and as soon as I saw like what was possible I believed the system and I ended up that summer at um, like second runner up for rookie of the year booked at at the time 90,000 right um, which I know you guys are doing like bigger numbers now but like I never would have thought in like four to six months I could have that kind of turnaround but and I don't think had I started my own company from scratch I don't think um, I'd be doing what I can today right because student works gave me like I don't know. It just gave me a framework of success. If you just do this, uh, you'll be successful. And because of that, you realize like your true potential with it. Fantastic. So, well, fantastic. Yeah. So, so um, one of the, the, the big things uh, that we're going to be providing this podcast is, is really, you know, what, 
you know, I'm an emerging leader. I've got something going on. And, and, and then what, you know, post-university getting started. And that's so, so tough, you know, like, gosh, there's so many choices. What do I do? You know, et cetera. You know, I, I can't yeah. imagine you thinking, you know, I know 10 years ago that this is what you'd be doing right now and, and creating all this value in the space that you're doing. So, so if you could just walk us through, hey, what happened and what were the steps and, 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 and how did all this get created for you, Kirsten? Um, yeah, like what I'm doing today and how it was yeah. created off of student works. It, well, yeah, but just, yes, yeah. just, just what you did and how you did it. And yeah, Man, like I, I look at, and I get asked this question a lot, like, how did you get into consulting crowdfunding campaigns and startup, whatever you don't have an MBA, yeah. you took maybe one business class. Um, this isn't like, how does it work? And like, I've, I've fallen into everything that I've done in my life and, anyone listening to this, it's like, what is this like student work summer management program about? Like it's best thing I have ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine what my life would be like without it. Um, it gave me a system and a structure for business that even after seven years, when I left student works after being a GM for a bit and uh, running like the, uh, I guess franchise, just depending on where, where you're at, but, or mm -hmm. not a franchise, but anyway, you're running an area. Um, I, when I re when I started, um, my own business, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that, um, okay, just put it this way. The way that I'm building my company today and the way that I'm marketing myself, the way I'm structuring my time, the way I'm leading with integrity, le running the four referability habits, um, the way I'm just like taking your systems and applying it to my business, um, that's how it's allowing me to run a really good structured company with the vision and direction because it's, it, I think what you guys have created with student works is a model you can apply to several businesses in general, um, with great habits and stuff. So I think like, I'm consulting now and student works. Yeah. It gave me the framework, but I'm, I'm consulting and starting startups the way that I did it with student works. Right. So I like, I realized my love for taking people from zero to six figures because you guys gave me a model to do that. And now I'm doing that at a larger scale in my life. Isn't that so awesome? I think I always knew that like I always come back to the student works model whenever things aren't working in my business or I look at, let's just say I'm attracting the wrong kind of customer. Right. I always go back to, okay, well, how did we qualify customers at student works? How did you get some amazing, um, like big contracts? How did you get into the B2B space? Like, how did you, how did you do it? So I always go back to, um, like, what did I do at student works? Right. And if you apply that to your company today, how is it going to be different? And it's always like, so I, I don't know, it's just like, it's been my, my North star, if that makes sense. No, I totally, I totally understand that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And, and, uh, um, you know, it's, it really is great how the, the basics, like, I think what we, what the student works program really, um, is most, one, one of the most important things is about teaches people how to execute. And, and it's like, how do I, how do I execute consistently? How do I build great habits? How do I, you know, think about the right things, the right values in 
uh, running a successful business, in delivering great uh, quality and service to a client. And then when we just go there, go there, you know, it's, it's working for raising millions of dollars. It, it works for, you know, somebody who's got a roofing company, somebody who's got a, you know, um, you know product company, uh, you know, et cetera. Yeah, because like, I think my favorite part about what um, you guys have built is the predictability. So mm-hmm. I remember sitting down with operators and saying, what's your goal? Like right. since January, what is your goal? Okay, you want to um, you want to create $120,000 in revenue this year and you want to make 40K. Let's take a look at how we can actually break that down and make it happen. Right. And every week, and I remember just like going through week over week, as long as you just did the 12 estimates and you had a booking percentage of this, you're going to make this much money. And it's, and that I, I, if I don't like, and that's the same framework I use for like Ironman training Yes. that as long, okay, how are you going to train your body to perform at 140.6 miles over 15 hours? <laughs> okay. If you just break down the goal yeah. and now even today I'm like, I'm bringing that sales goal into, um, like our clients that are like, we have this great idea, but we need to raise a quarter million dollars. Like, how do we do that? I'm like, okay, well, let's look at how many customers you need right? and how many weeks we have to do it. And it's just like, it's just like a framework for success. So it like, it, it's not luck or chance. It's just, it's gamified. Like as long as you do this, this is what will happen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's so, wonderful. So, yeah. um, so what about, you know, biggest failures or mistakes? I know so often, and we, we train that in the program or in the student works program, you know, how to take those mistakes, not see them as bad things, see them as, gee, what can I learn from this? How can I change? How can I make it better because of those mistakes? What big mistakes do you see that you've had or failures or setbacks? And now you see as, you know, really critical to your success because of the learnings you had. Um, okay. Well, I've become a very good communicator mm-hmm. by dealing with customers. Right. So I, th- I think of a lot of my best, cu- my best clients with student works or my nightmare clients or whatever situation where things don't go according to plan. Right. At the end of the day, um, if you are completely upfront about expectations, you're very clear and concise with the work that is going to be provided how much it's going to cost and if there are any issues you have a contingency plan like being very upfront and honest with your customers i think has really served us well and even when things do not go according to plan you don't run away from the problem people like you you may have a, a nightmare client or whatever but you know if you just try to see it from their perspective and come to a a mutual agreement, I find that you're going to be able to put out fires a lot better, but also prevent it through good communication. So I would say like one of the biggest assets I have is my ability. And I've learned this through student works from being burned one too many times. I'm like, okay, stop hiding from your customers for example, <laughs> yes. or whatever. So um, I, I learned to over communicate and people really like that. And not only does it, it make your life easier, but Clients love you. And I still talk to some of our clients today. Yes. Like, which is, which is great. So I think, uh, biggest failure turn success, like for that is like good communication. Um, I think to, I didn't believe in the system when I first started. Um, I was the rebel child that like <laughs> I spent my whole first year. Okay. This is probably my biggest mistake with the program. I spent my whole first year 
ignoring the systems. Right. I was like, no, why would this book work? I'm going to do it on my own. Like, I don't, I don't need that. And I ended right. up like, sure, I sold, I sold a lot of work, but I worked way too hard. I was doing a hundred plus hours a week. I was very inefficient, right. <laughs> spent more money than I should have. And I think the, it, so, uh, that's why I signed back for a second year. I was like, wow, this was like a bit of a mess my first year. What could I do differently? And so my second year, I decided to actually follow the systems. And it was like night and day right. for business. So, okay, so I sold 125. Uh, I had amazing customers. We had a great preseason. We made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, okay. So I think my biggest mistake is just not believing that something can work just because it hasn't worked for you in the past. For sure, for sure. So there's that. And so what about, what about, what about lessons outside student works, like in getting started to where you are now and the different, the different, you know, steps that took to iterate, to, to find this amazing niche that you're operating in, you know, as a coach, as a podcaster, as a money raiser. Yeah. Look, I, um, I'm bred for high risk. So (laughs) like, I, I, okay. Like I, after student works, I did try corporate for a couple months and that, did not end well. Um, I lasted like three months and like, I just think what I like about what I do is I've never been the person, sir, I've like dabbled in it a bit, but like, what do people want me to do? What does society think I should do? And I've gone like Jay Wong, I've gone completely against the grain and I've been on this discovery journey for like the past four years to figure out who I want to work with, how I want to work with them, what kind of business I want. But I've always followed my gut with what makes me happy. And I think that even though it may seem like weird to follow your passion or you, it may not see, you may not see the fruits of your labor like for a bit. Um, I think student works will you guys are so like, um, personal development focused. I think just keep on that path and really learn what motivates you, what gets you up in the morning of what fires you up. And if you just, even after student works, if you don't know what you want to do, or even if you feel a little lost in what you're currently doing, like listen to your gut and constantly be looking at how can I be happier? How can I be happier with my business? How can I be motivated to get up in the morning? Um, I think, that is what has led me to develop a podcast to work with people that I have is just, I, I've spent a lot of time figuring out what I want and who I want to work with. Yeah. And so, you know, as you went from a university student to creating uh, the business that you've created, what sort of things did you need to change and uh, uh, develop about yourself? You talked about personal development to, to sort of have the success that you're having Kirsten. Well, the big thing that I'm going through right now is um, student works was like my best state. So my best version of me was doing student works. Mm-hmm. I ran with a brand I believed in. Right. I sold a brand I believed in. It was, it had trust, it had credibility, it had history. And now that I am on my own, developing my own brand, I find it very or have, and I've been like struggling with this. Um, I'm a lot better at it, but like um, going out on your own and developing a brand from scratch where you have no credibility, you have, um, or whatever, you build the credibility, but so right. you, don't, you have credibility, no one knows who you are, and there are bigger players in the industry. For sure. Like, why me 
versus other people. And I found it so easy to sell and market and everything under a, a brand versus my own brand because I'm starting with literally nothing and nothing is defined. Right. And so, and I think that's like, you get decision paralysis with like, what, what do I call myself? What are my services? Who I want to work with? Yeah. Um, how do I make money? How do I make predictable revenue? And you just, you have no guideposts, like there's nothing. And so the only guidepost I have in this like new terrain is student works. Right. I'm like, what do we do? Okay. So I think my biggest, um, Thing that challenge has just been going through why is it so hard for me to promote my own personal brand and if it's because you uh, have too many choices to make how do you simplify that and it's right. just like so that's I think been my biggest challenge um, in the last few years is just developing no something from nothing are you enjoying the episode so far I'm sure you've heard the saying it's not what you know it's who you know I've always thought that saying was inaccurate. I believe more accurately, it's who you know who think highly of you and would be willing to refer you. I want to let you know, I put together an amazing package for you. The four referability habits advantage. These habits are so powerful that when followed, they completely change the game for people and allow them to operate on a whole other level. If you're interested in getting your hands on the four referability habits advantage, just jump over to www.leaderspodcast.ca slash habits and download it for free. These habits will help you gain the respect of everyone you deal with so that you can land those important referrals in your life and business. Once again, just go to www.leaderspodcast.ca ca and download the full referability habits advantage now back to our leaders of tomorrow podcast and i think that's really challenging right like so you know it you know our brand's been built up over 35 years or the student works brand's been built up over 35 years and and every year you just keep on iterating and improving 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 so so you know coming into a program um that's been decades old and and built up and and so it it is so challenging to go hey how do i get myself out of this commoditized space and how do i really create something that's unique and differentiated and it is really challenging and yeah. and again i commend you for for having the success that you're having and continuing to sort of hey step it up how much better can i get how much better can i get you know um etc and and um you know i know i know as well that your your you know, you know, spending time with other student works people. I know you mentioned Jay Wong, who's one of our really past successful, okay. you know, again, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, um, and, and so what do you, what have you done about personal development and how have you continued your personal development, you know, post student works, et cetera? Oh man. Uh, well, okay. You, I like to look at where I'm resisting in my life. Okay. Okay. So if you're, it with it was student works it was easy i had my two hours a night of cold calling or mm -hmm. whatever i was like okay it's in my calendar i'll do it but then i look at doing the same thing with my business i'm like oh, i'm not gonna do that i'm like okay well why am i resisting that so i start to i either uh ask for referrals and i read books on like and then i discover it's a big mindset shift that i have to make and then i'm like well how do okay well what how am i overcoming that uh I've worked with different coaches, like different high performance coaches that help 
um, talk about what some of these blockages could be because of, so we do, I've done Landmark. Right. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll say, what do I do? I go to conferences and I hang out with high level entrepreneurs that think differently that will challenge me. Right. I read books on self-help, personal development, excellence habits. Right. Um, I have a habit tracker on my phone where I'll awesome. say, okay, if I'm at my best self by getting up and reading a book first thing in the morning and then stretching and not diving into work straight away, then I have to reinforce that and track that behavior. Okay. Um, it's just like playing around with all these different things because you don't know yourself until you try it and you're like, yeah. it's kind of like drinking too much coffee. Yes. Oh, I can't think straight on too much coffee. So maybe I'll cut back on the coffee. Um, I journal, I meditate, I'm training for an Ironman, which is a, I, I understand, I still think I'm crazy for doing it, but like the Ironman is like this massive triathlon that involves six days a week of working out. Right. And a lot of business owners will say that they don't have time to do that, but I say opposite because if I have no external accountability, uh, I'm running 12, 15 hours a day. Right. No schedule, no routine. But if I have something that terrifies me, a goal outside of work that just keeps me on point. I, I am training for two hours a day. So I come back and I, I have to be more efficient with my time, which means I hope that I feel better. Like health has always been important to me, but sure. uh, I feel great, but I'm more focused because I only have six hours a day to work. So how, you know, how do I maximize that? And so just like build stuff into my life to challenge myself to be better and just not be like a sloth on the couch for 15 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, well, 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 for sure. And your, 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 well, your energy level's always been high, but, but I think, I think, yeah. you know, um, just, just making a commitment to that, making a commitment to the, what, what, what levels of integrity, what levels of habit it takes to accomplish that. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, one of the things I like about goals outside business is, is that then I'm committed to, um, and I can hold myself accountable and I can go, Oh, look, I'm winning there. I'm doing that. I, I, you know, and, uh, I, I, I believe, I believe as well as, as we, as we age, well, as we age, the, the importance of physical fitness actually increases you know, a lot of people really yeah. don't think that, but, but it actually increases yeah. the importance and the, and the health and the vibrancy. And, and, you know, I, I still feel like I'm in my, my mid thirties. I know I joke, joke around that I'm, 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 I'm 28, still 28, but, uh, but, um, I still feel that way. I still have that level of fitness. Uh, sorry, that, that I, I want to have that level of fitness. I still have those, those regular habits and it just, I believe it just helps the work. It helps me be more, more successful. So much. Mm -hmm. And like, I was never like, look, after student works, I took a couple of years off to travel the world and find myself. And I was definitely like not training for Ironmans. I was yes. on a beach drinking and <laughs> just doing like the university thing. Right. And but now like I real and look, I, in that phase of my time, I was like building up my online presence a bit and just making money and figuring out the online thing and spending it. And like, and I think it's important to go through that, but that journey, like I've never really known what I've wanted to do. I've just like been guided by whatever, but now that I am looking to scale my company and just be happier and, and just what, what not, I find the need for being in touch with healthy habits and yeah. not like having a bit of structure in your life, I think is really important. And 
going back to that, like that's what I had with student works is like that built in structure because you, as a student, you're probably a high performer. So you want to get good grades and work 15 to 20 hours a week on the side. Like you, you definitely have to switch up how you do things so that you could be good at both. And I, I think that, um, health is a very good habit to stay on point if that means you don't drink or that means you have a habit of going to the gym yeah. three days a week or whatever. It's just, uh, it's, it's always been a good outlet and a good habit to have. For sure. For sure. And so, you know, if, if someone was considering, I guess, you know, coming out of university and maybe they'd done their trip or whatever, and they're considering getting into the entrepreneurial world, what advice mm -hmm. would you give them, Kirsten? Okay. I would recommend you keep your job and bite the bullet to save up slash do the side hustle thing until your side hustle is making enough money or at least covering your basic bills right. to quit your job. Right. Do that. Um, do that because I think it, um, and I didn't do that and I kind of regret it because I had, I had savings in the bank Yes. and I was miserable in my corporate job and I was living in the UK at the time. I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm going to quit because like I was that miserable, right. but I also didn't know what I was going to do. So in that environment, it helped me get out there and figure it out pretty quickly. But I think in terms of a safety net and not burning through savings and stuff, I think it's important to start to work on that side hustle. Um, yeah. So that, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is like if you're going into us being a service provider or whatever, try not to be a jack of all trades. Yeah. So when I first um, quit my job in the UK and committed to being an entrepreneur, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I quickly realized how much I loved consulting. So right. because I would go to networking events and be giving advice for companies and then realize it's very similar to what I was doing with student works. And then I was like, okay, I can get paid to do this. But I went through this period of 18 months or so where um, I was a marketing consultant, which meant you can hire me for anything, Facebook advertising or like door to door advertising or like building a sales team. Like that is so because I was like, okay, well, if, if people need help with this, I can do it. But right. the downside to that is I couldn't explain what I was doing. And when it came time to refer me, people were just like, I don't know, she seems to be good at marketing, but I don't really know what she does. And so I found like I was getting by, but I wasn't, my business didn't take off until I found crowdfunding. And so at this point, um, a couple years later, I had moved back to Toronto and met the founder of my first crowdfunding campaign. We teamed up and it ended up being like this epic failure turned big success story over a six month period. And uh, because we, we turned around like a $17,000 failure to doing about 600,000 US, um, people started asking me to speak around Toronto right. uh, on that, because you know, crowdfunding is a hot topic at this point. And uh, so I, I started talking around and or speaking around and uh, people were, I just noticed people were so interested in crowdfunding and I was getting work for crowdfunding campaigns. And I resisted this whole niching down because I was like, no, if I limit my services only to crowdfunding, I'm going to lose out on so much business. Right. But the, the opposite happened. Yeah. Um, what happened was I switched everything to crowdfunding focus. My business like 5X in six months. Wow. And all of a sudden... I'm running a business 100% off referrals because 
every time Kickstarter comes up or Indiegogo or crowdfunding, people are like, I know a girl. Yeah. So I think you might have this urge straight out the gate to, to be like a jack of all trades, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You should get really good at a couple of core things and look to niche down as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I think you're so right. It's, it's uh, you know, niching and, and creating a really, really separate, unique, uh, you know, process. It, it just, you know, so, so valuable. I know we didn't create, we didn't create any um, separate service other than painting until, you know, our, our fourth decade. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and again, we got, we got tempted to, and, and it was, you know, and we, we, we fully, fully maximized the painting space and then, okay, great. We're ready you know, and, and we launched and it's been really powerful. We've, 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 uh, the, the student works programs really, really gone, um, you know, in that extra direction, um, you know, but, you know, being who you are is just so powerful, isn't it? Yes. And one other thing, I, f I get this a lot. Um, you have to have patience in, so the, the reality is if you just quit your job, and you're like, I'm going to figure it out. Um, mm. It's going to take you so much longer to make money doing whatever it is you want to do than you think. Yes. You have to be patient and understand that when you step out of student works, you're walking into a business now with no systems, no mm. one way to do something. And I think that you have to be open to the discovery process of trying different things until it sticks. Because um, student works, like, I'm not going to say it was a bit of a cakewalk in terms of like, literally, like you just do this and that's it. But like with a new company, it's, it, it will take you some time to figure it out. So you have to know that and be prepared for that and not get discouraged because it's been three months and you've barely, like you've got one client, right? Yeah. Like it, it takes time. So <laughs> No, that's fantastic. So, so when you think of an emerging leader, Kirsten, what comes to mind? Um, oh, uh, Someone who thinks differently and challenges you. Awesome. And they're uh, they're authentic and they're themselves. Like, that's what I think. Well, that's like great. Tim Ferriss, for example. Four hour work week changed mm -hmm. my life because he came in, say basically like, "There's another way to live." Right. And we have set up a business where you can work and travel from anywhere and make a ton of money doing it. Right. And I think he is now like, you know, he's up there with Richard Branson and Murray Forleo on like big, like the Shopify retreat and whatever. Like, it doesn't matter, but like he's, he's a best-selling author. He's one of the most famous entrepreneurs on the planet because he came in with this idea like 10 or 12 years ago that you could do something differently. So I think uh, that's what emerging leader is. For, for, for you. Well, that's, no, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And, and I think one of the real, the real uh, great things that you shared is, is just the whole concept of patience, you know, that it, that it really takes a while, doesn't it? To, to figure this out and to, to, you know, well, no matter what you do, you know, career wise or whatever, it's, 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 it's easy to be in a rush and it's, and it's hard to understand just how long it takes. You know, I know one of the great things about our student works program or the student works program is, is that, is that people get such radical success so quickly because there's this brand, there's these systems, there's amazing district managers who, who, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well then I could just do that anywhere. And yes, somebody can do that anywhere. And yeah. it takes time. It takes processes. It takes systems. It takes branding. It takes, you know, customer relations. It takes coaching. Yeah. Oh, so much coaching. <laughs> I like, oh man, after, cause I worked with Corey for a long time and after, I was like, 
I don't need business coaching. So it went like six months without a coach. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I need someone. Right. So, because just that direction is, and someone that won't take your crap. Like the coach I have now, not a business coach, but she's my triathlon coach. Right. And I think, okay, if I pay her, she puts together a plan for me. And she's literally calling me if I skip a workout. She's like, what are you doing? No, you have to get on. Because if I'm skipping the workout, what is that? What else am I doing in my life? Like, yeah. am I sleeping? Like, so that that accountability and that guidepost is valuable. Um, just keep your head on straight and accountable too. So, fantastic. Yes, and I know you believe, like I do, is what happens in one area of your life happens in every other area of your life. Yeah. So oh, it's just true. it's it's so it's again. If I'm skipping my workouts, then I'm skipping my accountability to my clients. I'm skipping my marketing aspects. I'm skipping the things that I need to do to grow my business. Right. So that's why that's why again, working out is a good indicator of am I doing what I should be doing, or my diet is that's a good indicator yeah. of am I am I doing what I should be doing? And not saying that you know, hey, it's 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 a hundred percent, but how am I doing? Right. And not to mention like, um, I started, so I, my next Ironman is in August. So that we'll say we're about nine months away from it now. And right. when I first started working with my coach about a month ago, there were about three weeks where I didn't, I did one of the seven workouts we'll say. And, um, I'm finally back into it now, but I, I notice a big difference when I'm on the treadmill and my goal is to run seven, like say four miles, but at mile one, I'm like, I just got to quit. I just don't want to do this. Or it's time to go to the pool and there's a blizzard outside. <clears throat> my decision not to go to the pool is my decision not to be excellent that day. <laughs> so you're like, if just force yourself to do something you really do not want to do. It feels good afterward, but you're also building up that mental resilience to like follow the plan you set for yourself. Yeah. And, and it's, so. and, and I, I, I kind of been doing a lot of reading. I do do a lot of, uh, you know, personal development. And one of the things is, is, is our dark side and our dark side's the side that says, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to work out. When you start to work out, do you really need to work out? Do I want to, do I want to do this? And, and, you know, I, I do spin classes. So you're in and it's, and it's hard and, you know, and, and, and for me, it's, it's, you know, one of the things I'm really great at is controlling that just going, no, Chris, we're taking in. And, 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 and sometimes, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's kicked in and, and you're there, you're committed and it makes all the difference for, for that yeah. workout in your life. Speaking of dark side, uh, People that are like, well, younger going into the program may not realize that the dark side also may say, why would people buy from you? Right. Oh, yeah. Why you? Like, you're not good enough for this. And you actually might sabotage your ability to perform really well if you don't realize that that's your brain tricking you into staying comfortable. So that's another, a whole other conversation of like what I've been working through um, with the brand. Cause it's like, why you with student works? I had this brand and this trust and it was like, it was just easy. Cause customers are like, I know you, you painted my neighbor's house, but it yep. wasn't me. It was like the brand. Yes. Um, and yeah, so there's just that, right? Like you just have to keep the monster at bay and yeah. <laughs> to do yeah. that. You got to do certain things. Yeah. Those, those negative thoughts in your head, everyone has them. They aren't real. They aren't you. They are, you know, just what everyone has is negative thoughts in your head. And, and so, you're, you know, you pointed out a great one that happens, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, again, do I want to do this? Do I want to do what I set up? And, and again, it's, it's when powerful people like yourself, Kirsten, go and make a commitment to do something like the Ironman, 
it's like, that is an enormous commitment. And it's like, by com- continue to commit to that, continuing to commit to that, that shows up in all the areas of your life. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, and yeah. again, you know, in the student works program, when someone goes and makes a commitment to go and run, you know, this program that's 15 to 25 hours a week around a hectic school schedule and social and all the engagements they have, and they commit and they keep doing it and they keep doing it and they keep doing it. They just become more powerful people. And then in the yeah. future, they, they just are that more powerful person with more powerful habits, with more powerful, um, you know, strength and perseverance. You know, yeah. I am in control. It's not, it's not that those random thoughts that come in that sometimes shoot myself down. No, I am in control. Yeah. What did your top rookie operator do last year? Oh, um, our top rookie operator last year, Amir Chakra in, in Etobicoke, did $225,000 worth of business. So <laughs> if you're still listening to this podcast, um, think of yourself now. You're 18 years old, and it's September. You're sitting in an information session, and you think to yourself, in 12 months, you've just run a quarter million dollar of a year business. Think of how that's going to change your life and your perspective of what's possible. Yeah. No, it's, it's no, and 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 it, 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 and and again, it is just uh, um, you know some of the incredible people that we have in our program and the incredible things that they can do is really really amazing. But uh, it unlocks potential, like yeah. yeah. Well, 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 Kirsten, I wanted to thank you for, for, for assisting us and sharing with us uh, just, just all the potential you've unlocked since we first uh, met you and StudentWorks first, first you know, had you join our program. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and again, thanks so much for being a supporter, supporter of our program, supporter of our podcast and continued success. 100%. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. We've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed. Or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.